Blog Talk Radio. We hope so, honey, know what's going on today. This year, the day at the U.N. Climate Action Summit going on one more again at the U.N. in New York City this year. This year, the Queen Quet right here contacting, honey, for We Gullah Geechee Rhythm Video. You know, honey, chilling this year, the We Show, and we want you to always get up, get involved, and get into it. Now, you know, they're the only way to do it. You can't have easier things that's going on and don't have no action. So that will be the coming from the statement. So we want all the hundred children to be out joining, ready, engaged, for getting involved and things like that. Because you know this year the We Show will we keep upliftment to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. So this year day and things like that, we want to take a moment of silence for all the family with their cross joiner, all the climate leaders what they done killed over in Amazon and things like that. We want to take a moment of silence for all uh, we were been uh, gone there this this year and things like that because you get all the illness and things from all the extreme heat will be going on right here in the silence. We want to take a moment of silence for all of them lost life and things in these your tropical storm and hurricane will be going on this year's season. But everything we do have a reason. So let me pause right now and take a moment of silence for all of them and for all of this year. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, this evening I had to play this song one more again for the late great godfather, Sewell James Brown, that everybody know around the world because I just know if he was still here with us, he would somehow have a new message to give us. You know, I miss right now stacks of music, and I miss right now real deal music coming up out of Motown, not just the things that we groove to, but the things that made you want to move to, that you actually got up and want to get involved and do something. And now is another time for that to happen. We thank Greta Thunberg for standing up for walking out of school, for holding up her sign as a teenager that now inspired teenagers to be leaders around the world, to say, you politicians are not doing anything. So like James Brown said, don't sit here and expect me to say you're doing something when you ain't doing nothing. And so I'm with that because, once again, just as I thought, spent the morning tuned in, listening closely with all of the speeches that are going on in the United Nations, all of the perfunctory exercises, all the perfunctory gatherings, the opportunities that many of us who are part of the UN SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, have met in various places like Korea earlier this year and regrouping here in New York and so on and so forth. You know, it's a lot of love for those who are out here literally on the front lines doing the fight, but talking to each other is meaning we're only preaching to the choir. And we need you all to become choir members with us. We need you to continue to be out here, taking it to the streets, to the voting booths, and doing something. Come on and let's get it. Many of you might say, well, I'm not able to get involved because I can't get to places. I'm not sure how I can help. Oh, it's so overwhelming. It seems like such a massive problem. Is this something we can really do? Well, let's talk. First and foremost, you can't make it. There's online ways. There's mail still, snail mail. You can send donations to those of us who need the thousands of dollars that it takes for us to make these trips every time we go to United Nations forums, every time we do a Global Climate Action Summit, every time we have a rally about this issue. Now, if you sit back and say, oh, but I just figured y'all just go and volunteer. Yeah, but freedom ain't free. The point is that if you need to drive somewhere, if you need to even get new tires for a bicycle to ride somewhere, if you need to Uber or Lyft to get somewhere, there is a price involved in that. These people are not contributing and donating from that perspective. We have to still have to have financial income to go into this. So I want to first start off thanking everybody who gave once again to the GoFundMe for me going to the UN. This activities today in New York is one set of things, but there's a whole nother set of major activities going on next month, and I will be going to the UK to participate in. So I thank all of you who thought it not robbery to once again put in a dollar, put in $5, put in $50, put in $100 to say, yes, this is so important. We want to make sure that we have representation of the Gullah Geechee Nation at these international affairs where the movements are really happening, where the work is really going on, where we actually have a cadre of people gathered together that have influence on the world leaders to say to them what should be the top priorities. It's not just about the election cycle in the United States is about the election cycles around the world. There are countries now that are finally electing women for the first time that are environmentalists, that are making national, international headlines because of this happening, because this is a critical time. When you all talk about the tipping point, when you talk about a time of no return, we have entered that point in time. If you all have paid attention, a lot of you all watch the mainstream news, you listen to 
my show whenever you feel like, but you tuned in and you religiously watches mainstream news. Well, then you've probably seen the broadcast that went on last week when people started really gearing up toward this week or two weeks of climate crisis intervention. And you saw that the glaciers were actually melting. And now it's not just a concept way out there that the scientists are talking about. You actually saw rivers of water flowing. Look, I only have, I believe it's three more continents that I need to visit because it's still hard for me to realize that, that that's all I have left, three more continents for me to visit on the earth. I've done all 50 states. I've done four continents. There's three more continents for me to visit. And one of the things I said, well, I'm going to leave this last really cold places. You know, that will be the last place. Now I'm thinking, well, maybe 2020 I need to go. Because maybe by the time I'm thinking of going and some years to come, there won't be glaciers for me to see. There won't be snow-capped mountains for me to see. It'll look like where I live now, rivers. I wouldn't have seen what people admired and what people had passions to go and climb and make it through all this time. And My thing was I'm from a warm place. I'm a warm climate type of person. I don't like being in the cold. I don't like necessarily being in the snow. I like seeing snow out the window as long as I'm in a heated building. I don't like having to to deal with shivering and my teeth rattling and my ears hurting. So I never want to go to any of the places where they tell me, yeah, well, the majority of the year it's freezing cold. But now it looks like that may not be an option. This has been the hottest year on record in world history. Thank God for all the prayers of the righteous that availeth much, that have curved four different storms, I believe, at this point, out into the wide open waters of the Atlantic, and I'm praying and believing right now that this tropical storm slash hurricane headed toward Bermuda will not have any major impacts on them in Bermuda. But we want things to, if they kind of come up, let them come up in the ocean. But let's not stop them from coming up in our minds and our memories. Let's stop people from having what we call storm amnesia, where they go right back to business as usual as soon as they think that they just escaped something. Because that's what we've seen here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. As Queen Quet Chieftain, head of state for the Gullah Geechee Nation, this is the thing that I focus on daily now. This is our top priority, combating climate change and sea level rise and ocean acidification. Because if the land survives the water levels that continue to increase due to the glaciers melting way away from us, but filling up all channels that God had made for water till they do become more extreme where we live. What will we do for food if we have massive heat like this and it causes droughts and dries up everything that normally would be out in the field because the types of vegetation that we normally grow to eat can't sustain itself in this level of heat? Then the increased impacts of bugs and other creatures that are now devouring your crops and infesting your fields before you have an opportunity to harvest it because they too are living beings and they're being impacted by climate changing. What is it that is going to take for politicians to realize this is not a hoax? Climate change is real, and it is our reality. Last Friday, I was honored when on the day of the student strikes to walk out all over the world so that they could speak truth to power, so that they could literally take it to the streets, that the future leaders of the world were making it clear, well, I might not be able to vote now, but it ain't going to be but a little while, and I'm going to run, and I'm going to take your seat if you don't, you don't know what to do with it since you're just sitting in your seat, but you're making big money, you're driving big cars, like they said, and my mind playing tricks on me. Everybody know me. It's like I'm a movie star. That seems to be what's wrong. The politicians of the United States especially, the what's going on in the Brazilian government especially, these things obviously show you these people's minds are playing tricks on them. Maybe the heat in monkey and chilling and thing like that. We have a personal. Okay. So if you could sit here and sweat, all summer long. Yeah, you got millions of billions of dollars, so you don't even look at the bills. You don't realize how much higher your bills are 
because of the constant running of the air conditioning. And today is the first day of fall. It's 90-plus degrees on the Sea Islands and in many other places for that matter. So maybe for you, your mind has played such a trick that somehow you're still convincing yourself that what the world is feeling now is not happening to you. It's not happening where you are. Well, that's unacceptable. And it's unacceptable to all of us who, unlike you, who's a king walking around naked thinking he has a suit on, um, could actually see that you don't have anything on. But we don't need you to have the rest of us stripped down to match you. We need to keep our clothes on and be clothed in our right mind, as we say in the Christian church, and point out to you that then you're incompetent and we need to remove you. And we need to do that not only with presidents, we need to do that with parliamentary members, we need to do that with governors, we need to do that with uh, congressmen, we need to do that with town councilmen, we need to do that with mayors, we need to do that with any of these individuals that have become so complacent in their positions that all they do is take checks from oil companies, from big pharma, from the ones who are destroying the lives of everyone else and who's destroyed the fire of so many people that instead of having thousands of people take it to the streets here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, more people were at home taking it to the screen, watching those of us who had been out to rallies and who had been out on the street facing the climate reality. I'm very proud that Climate Reality Charleston exists now so that we have the first climate reality official group here on the coast of South Carolina and in the Gullah Geechee Nation. I thank them for having me open up the rally last week that the children were supposed to lead, but it was wonderful to hear Mayor Tecklenburg later that evening telling people as we celebrated the late great bassist James Jamison of Motown Sound, because it was James Jamison Day on Friday as well, that I would gotten the students so riled up. And, and I'm saying to myself, Mayor Tecklenburg, you was riled up yourself, you know, and it was such a wonderful thing and such a positive energy to find out there. But where were the people of color? Where were the black people in this movement, in this progress? Not struggle, but in progress. Because every step that we make together is a step of progression. And so it was positive and powerful to see people who represent indigenous nations, to see people of all different types of European nations, but there was a handful of us, and we were the elders and the leaders of the Gullah Geechee Nation who were out there. Where are our young people, and what were they doing? Many of them attend the College of Charleston and they were not there. I saw them because I saw them working around elsewhere on the campus just listening to phones, listening to iPods and stuff and texting and carrying on. But they were not at the rally, as if this is not, as people are calling, an existential crisis. This is a critical moment in time. You ain't going to be able to get it back. In the 50s and the 60s, the children led. Why do you think other children of the world are thinking to do that? It's because they saw black children who were the ones who were in the front lines of the movements in the 50s and the 60s. Those videos have gone around the world. Those images are on the Internet. That's what has inspired others of this generation to say, hey, as a kid, I could go out there. Oh, I could do this because kids did this before. But those are black children doing it before. So why is it now that black children are not inspired to do that? But had we mentioned it was going to be the football game, they'd have been there. If we had mentioned it was a party, they would have been there. This is not time for entertainment. If we're going to make something a sport, let's make battling and annihilating climate change our gladiator sport. Let's make this our sport. Because I'm telling you right now, these folks who made speech after speech after speech at the U.N. did it because they were supposed to do it. They did it because they wanted to get voted in again. They did it because a good speechwriter gave them the speech instead of then say it. A lot of them didn't even have the emotion or the passion attached to the speech. When they finish their speeches, they give, go out the back door and they go in the black cars and they get ushered off to wherever they're going to go and do whatever else, negotiation with the other private meetings that they have for other things. This is not their life. This is not the thing that they have to literally live or die by like I do. I literally live on the sea islands. I've literally seen the change 
in the environment here. So no one had to explain to me that it was real. Also, I'm a scientist. So it's not hard for me to grasp concepts like CO2 emissions and how it's having a negative impact on us. So a lot of y'all may laugh that eat meat and joke around and say, well, y'all need to cut it out thinking y'all could take people hamburger from Well, they got the impossible burger. Just try it and look at it as I am possible for this week. Asking people to have meatless Monday. They've been asking people to do that for the longest so that these big cow farmers and these rattle, these um, cattle rancher people won't have such strength that they can own your Congress, that they now own your life because they've made it clear that all of these noxious emissions that come from these massive amounts of cows that are out here in the world are part of the contribution, a major part of the contribution of the CO2 emissions, not just the cars, not just the buses. So it's not just your SUVs that you're riding in with one person per vehicle instead of carpooling. Now, most Gullah Geechee's my age and older. Hunter Tiller no other rest of people in because I had no car, so you'd be glad it would you go out somebody who had one. So Hunter could get a ride. All of we been a pack of picnic. Be a pump back in the trunk and all that kind of thing like that. So we need to go back to old landmark and do what we used to do and ride with other people. Stop driving all these vehicles around, push more so that there's public transportation. We have more public transportation options. There will be more job opportunities because then people could get from home without having to catch a ride, without having to own a car, without having to keep repairing a car, without having to do all these things. You could get to places and then have some other opportunities and job options if we had regional transit, not just Buford County do it or Charleston County do it or a city do it. And Savannah has the buses. Charleston has the buses. Jacksonville has the buses. No, how about some type of regional form of transit so that if you live in Buford County and they ain't paying enough here, and we know they're not, then you could also go ahead and hop on a bus or train that with high speed, that is renewable energy, that's using electric power, other things like that that's not coming from coal plants and ash, and get you to a job that pays some decent money. How about making sure that our educational system is so well financed and the children eat such high-quality foods when they're going K-12 through that their minds function well enough that they become the scientists, they develop enough jobs that they don't have to leave home at all. We can all just do what I like to do, which is sit in my office, share the screen with people in another part of the world, and let's each work on what part of this project that we got to accomplish without driving anywhere, without polluting anywhere, without having to buy food that somebody had to truck in from somewhere else that's not suffering from the drought and the climate change impacts that I mentioned or not suffering as badly as some of our crops have done this past year with the deers eating everything because whatever they usually eat, I guess, is not growing like it once was either. So these are all things that are interrelated that when we're talking today, this is supposed to be a global climate Action Summit, Global Climate Action Summit. So what were these world leaders called upon to do today? They were called upon to arrive in New York City today, one year after we had three days of meetings out in San Francisco, California, where that was an outstanding set of activities. And I really give it to New York City's former Mayor Bloomberg, who has, I understand from Mayor Tecklenburg, has now single-handedly gone about closing down coal plants and getting them retrofitted and getting the people who work there retrained so that they can work in green renewable energy and on, on the new, one uh, might call it the Green New Deal that's being put forth and has been put forth for congressional members and that a lot of U.S. presidential hopefuls keep saying that they support. And so I give him a lot of credit because having been in a couple of affairs with him last year, I could feel his passion and his sincerity as he made his speeches about what we're going to do, not what he think we could do, not what might maybe be possible if. No, he said this is what we're doing. 
And I know a lot of y'all say, well, he can say that because he's a billionaire, so he got that money to do stuff. That is true. But he didn't have to take his money and use it for the rest of us in the world either. But he is. So where are all the other billionaires? And we do have some black billionaires. Where are they? Instead of giving away money behind the Republican Party in the United States, why not have that money come into the same types of things that former Mayor Bloomberg is doing? So he financed largely a great deal of what took place at the Global Climate Action Summit, and it engaged world leaders, it engaged United States leaders on different levels, as well as grassroots leadership and indigenous people. These sessions at the UN, I still consider perfunctory. The ones especially that happen in New York UN tend to be more photo ops and television than what I see happen in Geneva. In Geneva, Switzerland, a lot of real work gets done, a lot of real negotiations happen, and now as time has been going on, I've and I'm more engaged, involved in more of the inner workings of things at the UN. A lot of our other meetings happen in other places, like the Ocean Actions meeting took place in Korea. And because there are the UN Sustainable Development Goals, there are so many other moving parts that are happening for people to actually recognize and realize that they need to be staged in other countries. So yet and still we're fighting to get to the COP event for this year that will be in another country, and that's why, again, I thank everybody who has given and will give to the GoFundMe campaign because the Gullah Geechee Nation needs to be represented once again at the COP because at the COP is where you get to meet other people who have also agreed to the Paris Agreement. These are the individuals who came together today at the United Nations in New York but didn't come together to meet. They came together to speak. They came together because they were charged with bringing plans, not to say what you would have done by 2030 or what you would have done by 2050, which were the years that were being tossed around just a couple of years ago, but what you what action will be done by 2020? 2020, can you see clearly? Do you realize that 2020 is now only about three months away? But that's what the charge was. The U.N. Secretary General, Antonio Gutierrez, was called on leaders to come with, there's a quote, concrete, realistic plans to enhance their nationally determined contributions by 2020 in line with reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 45% over the next decade and to net zero emissions by 2050, end quote. So you see why I mentioned 2030, 2050. The U.N. Sustainable Development Goals we're all pushing to get accomplished before 2030. We have an ocean action plan that we released earlier this year. It is out there on the International Oceans Alliance page, uh, International Alliance to Combat Ocean Acidifications page. You can look at it. You can see the PDF. If you go to uh, the Gullah Geechee TV, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E.TV, you can also see the actual video, if you type in Queen Quet Korea, of me presenting about this, um, you can also go to GullahGeecheeNation.com, follow us there. Not only can you go into our search box and search for various things about climate change, climate action, you can see a plethora of different presentations, including speeches from various rallies, and the rally from last Friday we'll end up putting on Gullah Geechee TV this week so that you can actually see what took place. If you weren't there, if you were there, you'll have it to be able to continue to share with your supporters. And if you want to continue to follow us, follow GullahGeecheeNation.com, follow Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, follow at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, at Gullah Geechee on Instagram. We are supporting all the activities going on in South Carolina this week via the Climate Reality South Carolina group, the Climate Reality Charleston group in South Carolina, because we feel that these young people have 
actually put together a powerful series of activities and dialogues that will happen every day at the College of Charleston's campus. And so the Office of Sustainability has worked with them. We saw many of the people who had come out to support things there with them as well. And so we're encouraging you to have the Facebook page now that you can follow also because every step together is progress. It's not about struggle. It's about progress. So we have made another step today in the progression of global action against climate change by having the United Nations have their, as we call them, high-level meetings of the Climate Action Summit. Next on the agenda is going to be the COP that's coming up. But there was a road to this. There was a roadmap that was issued back in March, and we followed that map to our destination, which was today at the United Nations. But when things happen at the United Nations, they have to go back to those nations that are supposed to be united and the people need to do something. So, again, it's not about all the big you, little me. It's about everybody. There is something you can do. Don't say, oh, I can't do nothing. No. You're discussed in this way at the U.N., civil society. That's what all citizens are called, civil society. And the focus of the summit today was six things, global transition to renewable energy, sustainable and resilient infrastructure in cities, sustainable agriculture and management of forests and oceans, resilience and adaptation to climate impacts, and the alignment of public and private finance with a net zero economy. Now, let me start from the last one and work backwards. Our biggest problem in the Gullah Geechee Nation is not having the multi-billion dollar finances that other governments have because we have we are a young government. We're only 20 years old coming up. We'll be only 20 versus governments that are 200, 400 years old and more, okay? We also have not raped, pillaged, and committed war violations against anybody to steal their assets in order to build our coffers, and we don't intend to. We also are not in debt to anyone, so we are not going to take out global loans from other countries in order to finance what we need here because we know our people do have the resources if they only channel those resources effectively. So there's a private and a public component to financing, whether that's through GoFundMe, whether that's through you coming to events and giving donations, whether that's because you are a philanthropist and you give money to our Gullah Geechee Angel Network, which is the official 501c3 of the Gullah Geechee Nation, and you can find it at com. Then we finance what we need to, which leads to the resilience and adaptation planning that we do through the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank. That is led through the support and funding and the constant fundraising of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, which you can find out more details on how to become a member by going to gullahgeechee.net. We work along with groups like the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association, which you can find at gullahgeechefishing.net. We post about all these things at gullahgeechenation.com, Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, at Gullah Geechee on, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Our sustainable and resilient infrastructures for our cities or our rural areas come out of enacting the plans to return to our cultural traditions, which mitigate harm against the environment as is reflected in our Ocean Action Plan, and our Ocean Action Plan ties to the sustainability and the management of our oceans. We work directly with U.S. Fish and Wildlife in regard to the management of the forest and our waterways, our estuaries, and so forth. And in regard to sustainable agriculture, we work with a number of different nonprofit organizations that want to do organic farming or are doing organic farming and that are also understanding the process of rotating crops, rotating ground, 
doing other things, you know, having bees around, planting cover crops, plowing those back in, letting the ground lie fallow, so on, things that can be sustained, and that will help with the overall environment. We are going to also have the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that sponsors this radio broadcast is definitely going to continue to be a part of Climate Reality Charleston because one of the things that they called for is the planting of about ten to 20,000 new trees. And we definitely want to start to incorporate that as an aspect of the Gullah Root Experience Tour, that people would pay an additional $5 for the tour or not take a discount if it's a group so that that money could then be used as an offset for us to purchase new seedlings and then plant new trees in different places that are urban islands, urban heat islands. So these urban heat islands that exist in Charleston, exist in Jacksonville, exist in Savannah, Georgia, exist in Wilmington, North Carolina, exist up and down our coast, are not helping our sustainability. In fact, they're causing more disability because people now have an increased amount of heat in those areas and a less oxygen that's going out because you have less trees. So we have to green those spaces. That, again, takes physical involvement, and it takes financial involvement so that we can start to transition as well where people will start to use the sun We'll start to use the wind. We'll start to use the water as sources of energy so that our people would be able to pay their heating and their cooling bills. These bills are massive these last few months because the air condition doesn't shut off when you have 90 plus and into the 100 degree temperatures. So we have elders, we have young people just starting out at life, we have babies, we got to protect them. This type of thing has to happen. It's not like it's an option, oh, maybe I'll just take the heat. You won't sustain yourself at this level of heat index. So these things are yet all tied together, but they take people aligning themselves together, and they take people who do have their hands on the purse strings to contribute the funds into the process. And with a lot of the national environmental organizations, they're not people of color. That's reality. The people running them are not people of color. So if they're thinking of saving anybody, who do you think they're saving first? They're doing just what they tell you on the airplane. Put your mask on first, and then you can help somebody else. So you have to understand that there are plans out here that are being financed for urban centers before there's any even consideration about the rural areas and the sea islands are rural areas. So the small islands in developing states are always trying to put forth an agenda about those of us who are on small islands. But what happens? It's getting inundated with the messages coming from the Pacific because islands have already gone under in the Pacific and people are ignoring the sea islands because they're thinking Pacific and then there's just the Caribbean islands where we go on vacation, not recognizing or realizing the sea islands exist at all, much less that Honatil and Depon on the cracky teeth like that and thing like that. So if you wonder, some of y'all write me some of the some funny messages, but a lot of times very inspirational messages to say you're inspired but that you're even tired watching me. And that y'all almost play where in the world is Carmen San Diego with where in the world is Queen Quitna. Because you see the pictures, you see the videos, you can't understand how can I be in all these places. I will be in as many places as God will allow me to be until I leave here if it has to do with trying to save our sea islands and our Gullah Geechee culture and combating this because we are on the front shoreline of it. It's critical. This is not about these Facebook activists, these people who the U.S. government have commissioned and gives them money by the five to six figures at a time for them to just have meetings, and then they have these private meetings 
with a few people who also are looking for them to give them money that they thought there was a $10 million pool to get it from. And then they put a few pictures on Facebook, and they do a few teleconferences on the phone or webinars, and you all join those, and you say, oh, yeah, because these people are teaching me about Gullah Geechee culture. Check the backgrounds. Most of the people you're talking to are not native Gullah Geechees. They got jobs. They have jobs in our region. And the day that someone tells them evacuate, they're gone. And so they'll get a job somewhere else in another region. And even if their face is black, it does not mean that they are Gullah Geechee. It does not mean that this is what they've given their lives to. They are making money to put the pictures up. They're making money to come, say hi to you, and talk to you about the Gullah people, the Gullah Geechee people, Meanwhile, what are they doing? They're documenting your existence now because they see what's coming in the future, and they see that as the sea levels rise, there's a potential to eliminate a lot of native Gullah Geechee communities, but they will be in the front lines of the museumization of the culture because you've invited them into your community to take pictures of you and take videotapes of you and collect it on audio, and then they put these things in a museum. They put these things later in documentaries when you're dead and gone and you don't have to sign a release form. So these are the things that are going on that people are playing with our culture while others of us are fighting for our culture, while others of us are out here not afraid to be in public spaces, speaking out, speaking truth to power, marching down the street. I appreciated the fact that Friday there were the flower children there amongst the children. And that there were the flower children who said to the children, we need to walk. We're going to take a walk. We're going to march out here. They didn't talk about, well, ain't nobody got no permit, so, oh, I guess we ain't going to be able to walk from here and walk back. They took it to the streets. They left the rally. They went out into the streets. So what are you going to do? You weren't there Friday if you didn't take it to the streets, wherever you were in the world. There were rallies, there were marches all over the place that you could have gotten to. If you didn't do that, tell me what are you doing now? By this coming Friday, what would you have done in terms of an action that you could take as a member of civil society? Did you go ahead and get rid of all the single-use plastic bags that you had? Did you go ahead and decide to make sure that you had a reusable bag at all times in your car, or if you have the Gullah Geechee Nation one, you put it in your pocket. We made sure this is a zip-up one that turns into a wallet so you don't forget to carry it with you to go grocery shopping, to go to the pharmacy, to go wherever you're going. Did you get out here and sign up for any of the ocean cleanup that was going on on shores all over the world so that we can make sure that the plastics don't consider to get can continue to get into our oceans and then contribute to the ocean acidification, contribute to the death and the dying of our loggerhead turtles, contribute to the debilitation of our sea creatures because our water quality is going down. And if you think our water quality goes down for them, what you think it does for us when we live on the sea islands? Did you stop to make sure that there wasn't any garbage along your road, even if it's just a road that go in your driveway to your house on the sea island, to make sure no bottles, no cans, no trash would end up going into a ditch and blocking that ditch and potentially causing flooding just on a king tide? These are things you can do. Don't cost money for that, except buying a reusable bag, but somehow I'll give you one of those. We have tons of them. If you want to email us at gogeco at AOL.com, we have tons of them. We have suitcases filled with reusable bags. And at one point in time, I was like, why am I saving all these bags? I'm never going to use all these bags. Well, yeah, I've used so many of those bags now. I use them over and over until some of them rip, some of them tear. They ain't no good no more. They don't look good no more, whatever. And I said, well, that one's done. Move on to another one. So not all of them are made the same. Not all of us are made the same. So I get it. You might want to march. You can't do it right now, especially in the heat. You might want to get out to the rally. You ain't had no ride. I get it. But that doesn't mean that you can't share the postings that we put out there, help educate others, 
continue to not just click like and watch the videos yourself, but share them with other people. That doesn't mean that you can't encourage others to join our fight, to be on our page, that you can't go ahead and take this and say, look, this GoFundMe link is out here. I've already put $5 on it. I'm just asking all my friends, all my family, would you please, because this is my culture, this is my community, or the Gullah Geechee Nation is a cultural community that I support, that I love, that I don't want to see get annihilated, or that I don't want to see eliminated simply because nobody thought of them when they were planning for them. Nobody can added their speeches to the list of small islands and developing state speeches because we were so focused on being reactionary to the ones who the Already going under or going under rapidly that we're over here ignoring these ones just as if they're not also in the ocean, as if they're not also in the sea, as if they're not being threatened at the same time with not only natural disasters but being threatened by offshore drilling, being threatened by seismic gun testing, which should be a no-brainer that shouldn't happen here. Fortunately, we have people with brains that we didn't have to go see the wizards. God blessed us to think and that group of us stood, not Friday past, but the Friday before that, on Bowens Island here in South Kakalaki, right here, another one of our sea islands, right between Folly Beach and Skeeter Beach. We stood there together with a celebration with Joe Cunningham, Representative Joe Cunningham from the U.S. Congress, who did get the bill finally passed to stop any offshore drilling in the Atlantic Ocean. The governor of South Carolina, McMaster, was there to say that we will continue in South Carolina to prevent onshore infrastructure for offshore drilling. There were several others like J.A. Moore and those standing up to say, and we're representatives of South Carolina's General Assembly, and we are not going to allow the infrastructure to be on the coast of South Carolina. Florida has long since said no offshore drilling, so they're not even in consideration for this potential harm to happen. Georgia and the Carolinas was still a toss-up, coin toss. Here it is that people are still standing up against this. This is our reality. This is our reality, and this tests our resiliency. It tests our spiritual resiliency. It tests our cultural resiliency. It tests our intellectual resiliency to remain on these sea islands where you have tides, hurricanes, and individuals of greed flowing in more rapidly than any hurricane I've ever seen. They act like a tornado instead and just tear up things in their wake and then go somewhere else and disappear like it never happened but we see the aftermath. That's what a lot of politicians are doing. While they sell you, oh, yeah, 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 um, it costs too much to do this. No, it costs too much not to do it. It costs too much not to take action against the climate change that has occurred and is occurring. There is something we each can do. Take your little three-year-old toddler, hand a, a reusable bag, take a walk down the road, good to get out, not in the direct heat, wait till it's in the evening, it's nice and cool, get yourself the little pickup stick, in fact, you can make a family project on how to make them pickup sticks, because all you need is a piece of stick and put a little nail on the bottom, and then get some gloves, and get them from the Dollar Tree, and you can put them on their little hand, and show them how, if you see trash on the ground, you pick it up, you put it in the bag, as soon as you find a trash can, you put it in the trash can. If it's stuff that is burnable, then go on and have a, a burn hole. Most of us on the Sea Islands, you have a burn hole, burn it. If it's something that needs to be taken to the dump, take it, but have it separated and recycle so that then we have recyclables, we have renewables, we have the ability to sustain ourselves, our community, our environment, our earth. There's one earth. One Earth. We've been blessed in the Gullah Geechee Nation to technically, as they say, by law, own a piece of it. From Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. All these just yell on the thing in 35 Mile Inland to the St. John River. So if we're going to own it, let's really own it. Let's take care of it. Let's make sure that we can do what we were asked to do today at the U.N., be able to strengthen our economies and create jobs while having cleaner air and preserving natural habitats and biodiversity and protecting our environment, and I would add, and having cultural sustainability. So that's why next month I'll be heading out 
to meet with folks in the UK who are fighting to launch the Climate Heritage Mobilization Network. We work together on the beginnings of this, the nascent stages of this. Last year at the Global Climate Action Summit, one of the side events was actually our Climate Heritage Mobilization Conference. And again, if you go to gullahgeechee.tv or you go to gullahgeechee.nation.com, you can find the various videos, and I will repost them on Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook throughout the week and retweet them uh, from Gullah Geechee TV on at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. So G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E the we. And no I in Geechee for the we. Yeah? Okay. So G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E. C-H-E-E, that Hanashvel, Kalagichi. And so as we get ready to start to go out of this month of September and we get ready to go into the final quarter of 2019, I truly pray that you will continue to take action because there is something that each and every one of us can do. It's not overwhelming. It's just a matter of personal decisions and choices and then being diligent about those choices that we make. We've all made choices that contributed to what's happening to the environment, so now let's all make choices that we're going to undo some of what we done done, okay? So it's that easy. We can just make these changes. I used to be very bad about having usable bags in my car, but now I just keep them in the trunk so that I know no matter when I stop, it's right there. And so, unfortunately... It's time for me to stop right here. But I hope and pray that you will do what the opening song said. Get up, get involved, and get into it. Ain't no other way to do it. So we hope that you will join the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and become a dues-paying member. Go to gullahgeechee.net. And I truly want to say to all the Hunter children, thank you, thank you for coming this evening and for Hunter Yeti Me. This year the Queen Quest head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that you taught him not robbery to tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. So, Hunter Chillin, get on out here because it's about time for me to go and get do some more action, some more. Peace and blessings, everybody. Let's get it done.